Babo turns 15 this year, and I know Mesa turned 22. I don't. Th- I think the, we've already outlived our original plans. I, I think we planned on getting in, but we did not have an out, nor did we have a finish or even the dream of a finish. But are you preparing your business for that, for that possibility? No. I'm, my mistake was building 21 one-off restaurants. Wait, you made a mistake? I made a whole mess of them, <laughs> believe me. We're going to hear about the first one ever right No, here. no, no, no. Our mistake was instead of creating something that we could sell as a group, like people in this room are doing, um, we built 21 one-offs, in which case they're not really valuable as an as a expandable chain or group of restaurants. to you from Seattle, Washington, South Lake Union, Studio 212, part of the Soundcasting Network. This is episode 101 of Grill Cook, How Much Longer on That Steak, Mister. I will say five minutes out with rest. Thank you. Please start the pasta. Yeah. You know, in, in Meat Cookery 101. <laughs> meat Cookery 101. <laughs> they would tell you that you would need at least five minutes of rest time. Of rest time. That's right. Five to ten minutes, they would say. So they want you to serve lukewarm steak. Oh, yeah. Your steak's not supposed to be hot because <laughs> when you cut into that thing, you get a pool of, of blood. Blood. Supposedly. But I don't mind that because it soaks into my risotto. Yeah, I can soak up my bread Where's with Keith it. when you need him? I know, right? <laughs> Keith is not in studio not today. Not in studio. He's out making risotto with his with his uh, family. Yeah, that's right. We were, he didn't like. I was he. Were you here last week? I was he here got, last week. So we're just gonna keep it casual. I didn't even keep say. I didn't even say anything. I know, but you know, we, I listened to it over and I was like, "What did I say?" We just let, let you respect know, sleep, res- sleeping dogs live. Respect you, risotto you god. Gotta respect the risotto god, <laughs> right? Producer, I'm sure he's dropping many deucers today. Today, shitting himself. Right? <laughs> he's gonna. Be so bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the mozzarella kid coming through. Ooh, I like that. I like right? that. Well, I am uh, one of the hosts of this uh, podcast about food and cooks, back of the house, beer, wine, all that good stuff. My name is Bobby Stills. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got the skills to pay the bills, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. to eat the pills. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, Hannah. She every time I'm just used to saying like, "Oh yeah, man, I ate like two Tylenol," and she's like, "You shouldn't say that. You sound like a crackhead." <laughs> You take your medication. You don't eat it. I'm like, I cook, man. I eat I everything. Eat everything. You know I, what I'm saying? I eat. Across from me, way across the studio, since I am recording this episode. Hello. Hello over there, black man. <laughs> Afro-Latino in the house. What's your name, sir? Uh, Jonathan Tunamathan, also known as Johnny Tunami. Johnny Tunami. All right. What'd you think of that intro last week? Man, always down for the Dolph. You <laughs> young, know that. Young Dolph. Robbie gonna... actually got me on, put me on to Dolph. That's young right. Dolph. I said, I think he signed to 1017 Brick Squad. He is. He is. Brick yes. Squad. Brick Squad. Gucci. 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 Him and, you know, Rich the Kid is also. I can't rep that. You just said you're bumping the new I was stuff. bumping it. It was. It's Liddy. Oh, is it that? Th- did you hear his new disc with uh, Lil Uzi? Yes. Uh, Lil what is it? What is it? Dead, it's Dead Presidents, right? Yes. Yeah. It's good. I well, fucks with. Enough about the rap music. I and don't, I, don't, I don't support the children being violent. You know? <laughs> I only respect the backpack conscious rap. Oh, backpack kid? Uh, Common. Um, well, word. Since we were speaking about uh, risotto gods, risotto kids, mozzarella kings, you know, those sorts of things. Recently this the week. The Prince of Parmesan? The Prince of Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't, wouldn't that be Massimo? 
You know how we've been staying up to date, current, uh, on the flow with what's going on with the ins and outs of the Me Too movement in the culinary field. Mr. Me Too? Miss, Mrs. Me Too. Mrs. Me Too. Miss Me Too, I guess, would be the correct term, since they are not possessive of males. So, anyway, Mario Batali, as you all well and know, has been hit with sexual assault allegations. I think it was, what, 11 or more? Yeah, he has copped, he's confessed to a couple of a them. A couple of them, yeah. But so, And he had said previously after he had admitted to confirming that some of the allegations were true, that he would be stepping aside from his restaurant group. He wouldn't be... Involved in the day-to-day operations. Yeah, the day-to-day operations. He would still be making money off of them, though. So after, you know, a while, all these things are going out, he actually went to, he's going to trial now and seeking help from a lawyer to see how he can rebrand himself after this, which I don't think there is a rebranding of him. No, I don't think it's possible either, but... What I thought was interesting about the case is that there's been a lot of other chefs who were formerly his friend, and they're not saying that they're not his friend anymore. Yeah. They're just saying, yo, you got to take that L. Mm-hmm. You got to step down. You got to disassociate yourself from that company yeah. if you want the company to survive because it they employ many, many people. Yes, yeah, not and all about built, him. They've built a brand in his face. And his name may be attached to it, but he really wasn't the one putting in the work anyway. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? He was the he wasn't writing the recipes. It was just kind of his face with his name. He wasn't there during the day to day operations, but he was getting that check. He was. He was. So now they want people to continue getting that check. So uh, people like Anthony Bourdain have came through and said, "Look, step down, retire, mm-hmm. live your days out in Italy or wherever you want. Yep. Cook at home, but you're fucking you're done. You're done. You're, you're done. done in the industry, man. You fucked up." You didn't learn from your mistakes in the past, and you still can't admit what you did wrong. Therefore, I cannot stand by you yep. against the— Your demons came back, bitch right. in the ass. Well, anyway, he decided to take that L and to take his friend's advice, and he is divesting um, from his restaurant group. So he is taking his name and all his, you know— uh, I guess you could say his face and his namesake off, out of the company. He wasn't that good looking anyway. You know, it's whatever. It's time to hang up the orange cross. <laughs> it's time to hang them up. They probably look tattered. I wonder if Tuna still wears the orange cross. No, he's into the, his rainbow crocs now. Didn't oh, you see that post? Good Lord. No. I know. I'm like, the people who allow him to wear shoes like that in the kitchen. I saw him post a <laughs> picture uh, yesterday of uh, Philly cheesesteaks he made. For, oh, yeah. And one of my friends got on him and said, motherfucker. Is that a Philly cheesesteak on ciabatta? Ciabatta? Because that, in Philly, you can get beat up for some <laughs> shit like that. And he's like, I don't really know what kind of bread this is. Well, it's not the right bread. That's right. You're wrong, sir. Hoagie roll, correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, another update from previous episode is uh, we talked about salt. Salt Bay or just salt? My fuck Salt Bay. <laughs> fucking, he's got so many celebrities on his dick. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, no, about natural sea salt versus the chemically enhanced bullshit. Yes, the yes, guy. yes. Um, well, a new study. I I don't know if that story had sparked this. Uh, particular story and I only have it pulled up in front of my face so I don't know who it's from or what but I saw it in some news report is that a lot they say that about 80% of the natural sea salt mm-hmm. coming out of the ocean has fucking has uh, plastic 
Oh, I'm sure. Particles in it. Oh, I'm sure. And so they're like, hey, even with the natural sea salt, man, once fire hits it, you're getting melted plastic in your food. Yeah. yeah. So natural sea salt really isn't that much better for you because it has shredded plastic it has in chem- it. It now has chemicals in it. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking everything up. Our oceans are... Uh, are uh, really really fucked up. I so. feel bad for the for the animals, just animales. Uh, so how's work going, Johnny? Bro, fuck me. You just got back from vacation. Man. I know. And pardon my French on that, but like, dude, like we came Did back. You curse? I said, yeah, I said, f me. Oh, um, sure. But it's been crazy, and you know, we thought it was gonna be really crazy on Easter, and then it wasn't. And it was really a bummer because I worked a double that day and I was like, it would have been worth my while to work the double if it were just like jamming, but it wasn't. But the day before, 186 people for lunch. Record. Ooh, that's a lunch, son. That's lunch. That's a dinner service right there, dude. That's turning and burning. That's a respectable at, one. Right? That's at least, you know, three turns of the whole restaurant. Insane. Like numbers going out the roof. We're, we're trying to get in product so we can actually survive because <laughs> we, we end up 86 and so many things at the end of, at the end of lunch on Sunday for like happy hour. We don't have food. Well, I mean, at my work, I'm, I'm running out of space and we're not even getting that busy yet. Exactly. When summer like, comes. And then on bro. top, I left, I left it up to my GM to order us a fridge. I was like, look, I opened up the door. I was like, this is not going to be enough space space, to cook food for people. I told you this at the beginning. We opened up once summer hits, we are donezo. Like Mm -hmm. we can't even fit like. I don't want to go into health code and stuff like that, but uh, no, but I know what you mean. Cause I'm in the same position. Our chef is like <laughs> in the process that he's like, I may or may not be getting you guys an outdoor fr- fridge. That's what I was going to say about your place. That looks pretty perfect for one. No. Yeah. I can't do that at my work. No. And I think we can Got crackheads in that alley. We can do it because of the neighborhood and, um, the, the love that he has from the neighborhood, you know, like they'll be like, yeah, man, let us do it. But like, we are at so much capacity. Like he was doing two events and even with Solare, both reach-ins, walk-ins, everything was packed. We were just like stacking food on top of food. And we're like, how do we do that? And we're like, okay, we literally need to make food that we will use that day. So like we would make a six times batch of grits and that's like, that's a shit ton of grits. That's at least 20 quarts of grits. Use that in a day, the next day again, like just, and that's how we had to do it because we just didn't have space to put anything and we'd get orders just fucking, I can't even say, dude, I'm like so happy. That's why yesterday it's Tuesday. We were supposed to record yesterday. And I love you guys, but I shut my phone off. Oh, and I feel, that's what I said. I told Keith. He was like hitting me up. I was super busy yesterday anyway. Yeah. But I was like, yo, man, I hit Johnny. He never hit me back, which is cool. I'm fine with I that. I had to shut I'm it trying off. to take the day off, too. I, I slept all day. Harlem slept for two hours. And I think that I slept, took a three-hour nap in the middle of the day, which I never get to do. But I was exhausted. 15 hours on my feet, just like literally in the same spot, turning around in circles after, you know, I'd say what 24 hours and 30 hours that's what it is man my my compound fracture on my ankle is still bothering me and i don't think you know on being on my feet for 12 15 hours a day is really good for me no ankle. it's definitely not dude and this and it's we're getting to that time where we're going to be on our feet even more yeah Ugh. but anyway works great i love my job i'm so happy i'm there 
we're going for that James Beard. We get it, get it, son. Uh, Jupiter, I finally hired somebody. Hired a young man by the name of Sim. Shout Ooh, out Sim. Sim. Young oh tw- shit! I've he popped up on my Facebook. Young twenty-three year old. Uh, he comes from the world of poke. Oh. And Hawaiian style. Hawaiian. Yeah, he is uh, Chamorro. Oh, sick. Guamanian. Guamanian. Yeah. So, and I, you know, we shout support, out, represent. Yes, oh, Sir Elmer Dula. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. All about the Lumpia kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, he did, he, he far surpassed my expectations. Sick. Um, he still needs some work, but that's what I'm there for. So, I'm super excited about that. I am uh, catering a, this is my third time catering this company's party. Uh, they keep coming back for more. Nice. That means uh, you make good food. That's right. But I'm doing it all by myself. Uh, so, I mean, it's fine. You know, I, I help maybe have them help me with something like make, here's a recipe, make this for yeah. me. But I'm pretty much doing everything. So I got to leave straight here and go do some shit ton of prep. But I'm going in while somebody else is working so I can just be like, what do you have done? Get that done. <laughs> yeah. ASAP, and then, then do this. And then do this. <laughs> so I can guide him. So I'm going to take off. But anyway, Johnny, what else we covered on the show today? Well, you know, um, I actually, one more point. Before we go on. Yeah. We had a kid come in the other day from New Hampshire. He flew all the way over here just to stodge at Canlis, ate at June Baby, and was like, I actually want to stodge at June Baby. Stodge from 11 a.m. till 12.30 p.m. Right. And just hung out and did everything. Like, because you were speaking about, like, do this. We were like, all right, bro, do this. Like, peel tangerines. Yeah, like, right? you know? Pick this time. It's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> this is, we made it through. Set up before service. Uh, um, anyway, so. Shout, do you want to shout him out what his name is? Uh, his name was Lee. I didn't get his last name. Big, Big Lee? Big Lee. But how, he was, how old was he? He was 23. Young blood. That's, um, yeah. Killing it in the kitchen. Come through. Yeah, we were like, if you ever want a job, slide on through, man. You you really showed up. So he flew out here specifically to stage at he, Canlis. He flew out here just to check out the scene with his girlfriend. I think they were thinking about. Did he know out anybody here. out here? No, he just flew out here and then he he came in and stage. I didn't even know he was going to stage, and um, he was just like, yeah, I can stay all day. And we're like, all right, we'll get him out of here at like you know seven or eight. Yeah. And then around that time, we're like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I'll stay till close. And we we're like, okay, you can go if you want to. And he's like, no, I want to stay. And so we were like, all right. That's how you get a job. Yeah, dude. So we were like, dude, if you lived here, you'd be hired. Every (laughs) every time I have somebody stage at Jupiter and stuff, I'm like, they're like, what time are you going to let me out of here? Yeah. As soon as you say that, that's a a no-go. I, I don't know, man. Depends how busy we are and what I can see you do. You know, if you fucking come in there and bust your ass and show me you got the skills to pay the bills, then I'm like, all right, see, I see that you can take care of business. So uh, you can take off if you want and uh, I'll call you tomorrow and offer you a job. Most of the time they just sit there like, uh, how do you do this? How no, do you exactly. Do this? Exactly. Step uh, in. Do you know what time I'm getting off? Uh, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You can leave and I'll never call you again. <laughs> anyway. that's, that's been my major issue yeah. lately is calling people and they really want a job, but it's like they don't want to put in the time. No. And so I'm not going to put fucking put in the effort to call you and f- tell you why I'm not hiring you. You should know. Real talk. Grill, how long stay, mister? Um, I'm a fit in the slice. I'm a fit in the slice. Fit in the slice. Fit in the slice. Can we get, can we get a hard bias on that? Yes. Hard. We want <laughs> one pointed tips. But a few weeks ago, um, a Toronto restaurant with the chef owner, Michael Hunter, called Antler, um, has been facing a lot of support after some backlash from vegan protesters over um, using fresh killed 
me. Yeah, but did this start? <clears throat> so Johnny's gonna get into it in a second, but they started it, right? They they told. Well, I would say the protesters started it, okay. really, because the and rest. Why of- were they protesting the restaurant? In the begin, like first off, so because we have tons, there's tons of restaurants up in Canada. Oh yeah, that I, I feel products, like that's that the turn thing. Venison, that turn that sell buffalo, that you know cook all sorts of weird and moose, right? But I see. But what happened was what ha- happened was they have a friendly rivalry with a restaurant down the street. One of the servers decided that she was going to write a funny pun or something funny on the chalkboard that they placed outside of their restaurant. Special. 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 And they sa- she said, um, venison is the new kale, <laughs> which I find really funny. That's great. Um, and it's if delicious. I saw, it's lean. Yeah. If I saw that, I would totally be like, all right, I got kind of venison. Yeah, let's let's yeah. What are they doing? Um, it's a jab at the restaurant down the street because I guess they serve a lot of kale. Um, a local dog walker who also is a vegan. PETA. Um, saw the sign and took super offense to it, I guess. Um, decided to get six of her friends who were also vegan right. and decided to hold signs outside of this restaurant in protest of this restaurant calling big signs, banners. Yeah, banners calling them murderers and doing all the you know, basically just tarnishing the name for no reason just because they have, you know. Well, I mean, a lot normal people, not unlike myself and Johnny, but normal people, when you see that commotion out there, you're not going to go in. No, yeah. You're going to be you like. You want to avoid that. You don't want to get yelled at. Maybe they might th- be throwing paint on people, mm-hmm. you know. You never know. You never know. So you're just going to avoid that whole area. Well, which brings me to my next point. It got to the point where people were walking in and out of the restaurant and the protesters were yelling murderer Murderer. um, every time they came in and out of the restaurant. So Michael decided that he was going to snap back. And what he decided to do was after they got a fresh kill, uh, a fresh venison um, order in, he butchered a whole venison leg in the window in front of the protesters. (laughs) Um, They recorded it. They posted it on Instagram, Twitter, you know, the whole lot trying to get, you know, support and all this shit. But they just look like assholes because they're just like standing outside. I mean, I guess. Okay, who's the bigger asshole? I would I'd say them because they are the ones. Yeah, but the chef clapped back by taking I'm and I'm not defending either side of this argument, but the chef took it upon himself to drag that venison leg out front and butcher it in front of them, basically taunting them. Yeah, and I think then it got to the point, like he got to that point. He was hoping that it would just you know, blow over and kind of just like he was smiling while he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, and you know, and I kind of I feel him because these people picked a fight with him just because they had an opinion about what he does. Um, he wasn't breaking any laws. He wasn't. Well, that's that's what the that was my favorite part of the video. Is one of the people in the video, one of the vegans or vegetarians oh, yeah, or whatever. Was cutlery. Like, he was like, he was like, I don't really know the law when it comes to what he's doing. If this is against the law, but that is not a normal prep area. There are people eat there. There are like napkins and cutlery, and I just I don't think that's very. Very sanitary. Technically, he was in, he was in the zone. He had his red cutting board. His space was neat and clean. He wasn't, you know, he was just doing his thing. He was butchering clean too. Yeah, um, yeah. He was he and he was loving it, loving every second of it. Yeah. So after that happened, basically, just to sum up the story, you know, him and the lady who 
initially started the protest have been in contact and they're trying to come to a peaceful resolution of the situation. How do you come to a peaceful resolution? Um, Don't serve meat anymore? She's trying to say that he can serve meat, he can serve that meat there and they will make their protest to once a month if he posts a sign saying that um, animals have rights and all this other stuff that, you know, PETA oriented nonsense. I feel like around the world lately, animals have more rights than some humans. Yeah. For real. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, animals are treated more humanely than some children and yeah. some humans around the world. I'm like, I don't get daily massages so that I'm nice and tender. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that sounds lit. Um, <laughs> Until you get that bolt to your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, awkward. Um, so he rebutted with no. And that he will cook a complete vegan meal for them. Right. And meatless Mondays. Meatless Mondays. And he will cater it free of charge. And they can come in and eat and have a good time. They, she hasn't responded. So that's where that is. Uh, shout out them. Shout out to him for t- taking that fucking food through the dining room. Dude. There were people eating in there too. And they were probably like, this is dope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I just think about, we have tons and tons of vegans and vegetarians here in Seattle. Yeah. I just don't see any of them protesting, you know, what's, what's the joke? How do you know somebody's, how do you know somebody's vegan? They tell you. Oh, trust me. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I mean, they preach about it all the time. We have a lot of friends that flip flop that situation yeah. too. They, they are really think- super hardcore vegan, uh, for a long, long time. And then they flip and realize it's, it's. It's pretty much, you can be a vegan and not be too preachy about it. Yeah, and I think the fact that, I think the difference is is that in Seattle, people who are vegan are generally not vegan because they're animal activists. They're vegan because it's a health and lifestyle choice. Um, once you bring the, the the animal activism in it, it brings a whole new aspect of veganism. I don't wear, I, I'm not a vegan by any means. I love eating meat. Okay, but I am more about cruelty free mm-hmm. and I do not wear animal products. Yeah. Uh, I do have leather belts, but they're all used leather belts. Uh, they're all secondhand. Yeah, and that's. I don't use any products that have been tested on animals. Nope. Um, that's just it. And it, by any ways, it's not, not making me vegan. That just. You know, I, just your, I try like? not to use, to, you know, I try to do my background. Like you talked about Christopher Ranch. Mm-hmm. I have stopped using Christopher Ranch. Do your research. Products at my work. Because, you, you know, you have to think about it when it comes down to that sort of thing. Like, how does this process happen? There's no way that they have just machines peeling garlic. That's why I, don't shop, I don't shop at Walmart for yeah, same so reasons. You have to, like, think about. That's human cruelty. Well, it is. And at the same time, though, they are in locations where that's the only place to work. And they're well, they're so exploiting. They supply, I mean, yes and no, but they also supply jobs. You know, you got to think. There's there's two sides. I'm not saying Walmart's great. They're not, but you have to you have to look at it from an economic standpoint. Walmart's in that food game now. Yeah. Uh, I just read a bunch of, I mean, they are taking, I mean, they are beating out some of the local grocers, Yeah, you know, in those areas. And it's because these local grocers have been there for years and years and years and years, and they don't have the distribution or the contacts or with the, some of the larger farming systems. Mm-hmm. And they only have maybe in a 500 mile radius that, of purveyors that they deal with to distribute. Yeah, Walmart comes in, buys, you know, they're buying 
applying for, I don't know, 10,000 locations. So mm-hmm. of course they're going to have a better deal yeah. and they're going to bring it in there. And then they sell it for a way discounted price. Oh yeah. And nobody goes and shops at the local grocery store that's been there for 25, 30 years. So they're decimating the local uh, grocers in some of these states that have small counties. People are willing to drive two hours for that rollback for that rollback. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I drive to Renton just to go to Walmart Stop. so that I can get stop the pureed baby food that I buy for Harlem. Stop. No, they sell the same stuff that they sell at any other store like Safeway or Target or anything like that. And they sell it for 50 cents. Johnny, why are you not making your own baby food? Because I ain't got time. I don't even make dinner, bro. You need to make time. <laughs> make time. I mean, we do a lot of our own steaming of vegetables oh, and stuff like that. You. But you I gotta- mean, Sarah produces her own um, <laughs> baby formula. We're not talking it? about this on air. <laughs> all right? We're not doing this. <laughs> Sorry. I love you, baby. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. How are you not going to let me babysit your kid? She won't allow you to. I'll come to your house, man. That that works. That uh, works. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. So that way that Harlem is in a safe space. Safe space. Knows safe where zone. he's at. Exactly. Not gonna be scared with this large white man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was he was creeping through the window while I pulled up the other day, and all I saw was like these two little eyes and a huge ass head. And I was like, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Big Head. Um, but that, you know, probably brings us to the end of our show, right? Yeah, anything else you want to talk about? You know, I just want to talk about how I am totally in love with food again. Yeah, I'm liking, I'm like, as long as I can get, I really want more time to fuck around with a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't have the time or the help right now to actually take time to like experiment, do some R&D, bring in some new new product and, and work with it and really test it out. Totally. And that's where I'm at right now is I, I, I really, I think that I've done a good job at creating a menu of uh, everybody likes everything I have on my menu, but it's time that I want to, you know, change some stuff up and I really need to make some time. So that's, that's where I'm uh, really having a hard time with. I also wanted to say, uh, did we want to congratulate anybody or just give a shout out to anybody? Um, I was, but give me one second. Um, like we said, Angie Janowski, she just put out her sunny up food truck. I know that I keep promoting it hard. She has, she's not asked me to promote it once. Uh, I just love Andy so much. I can't wait till she comes on the show, but she was featured on evening magazine, which is a local news magazine here in Seattle. And they had a uh, really, really great things to say about the food truck. Um, that doesn't happen too often here in Seattle. They no, don't, definitely they don't really feature food trucks because food trucks are a dime a dozen here. Right. The, the Ruth bacon Ginsburg. <laughs> That's right. That's my, girl I Frida love her. avocado <laughs> that's lit um, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to our local friend Amy Boumier yeah Boumier um, she's doing a boozy uh, brunch pop-up at Jolie boozy uh, so she not has not been doing brunch no no I don't think so See, not yet that was my question was, yeah has but she not been doing brunch did Keith text you and said he went there to eat with his family for the first time no he said it's 
probably one of the best dinners he's had uh, with that rabbit. Um, oh yeah, the rabbit uh, um, cavatelli. Yeah, he yeah. says the best cavatelli he's had pretty much in Seattle. Well, he probably would know since he's a uh, you know Italian pasta king, Parmesan Parmesan Prince. Prince. Um, but yeah, so on the fifteenth of April uh, at Jolie, they will be having a boozy prop pop-up brunch i think starting at 10 um so check it out you can find it on facebook go look up uh, amy boomier we'll probably post it on our um facebook maybe on our instagram let you guys know but give them some support she's doing some great stuff she's dope we love her we love to support our friends uh let's keep this community tight you know what i'm saying we try we try no no new friends no new friends um i also wanted to say congratulations to joe bailey Oh, did he get his money? He met his Kickstarter goal. So he will begin to keep all the money for Lock Colonial. Ah. Uh, he's right now, they've already exceeded the goal, uh, but you know, every 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 amount of money helps. So uh, go check out Lock Colonial. So that's just base cost right there, you know. Once, once you get into permits and all that other shit. You yeah, know. well, I mean, that's he has enough money basically to secure a location. Secure the bag. Build it out. Order all the equipment. But, you know... Uh, He's going to have to put some uh, sweat equity in that bitch. That's right. That's, that's what's right. up. Um, well, that brings us to our ingredient of the week, which uh, we are doing okra. Okra. Um, Johnny, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. It's just real quick. My stuff, you know, you're not even going to need that much, baby. Uh, first things first, you're going to want to make sure that you have a spice mixture uh, called beber. It's an Ethiopian spice mixture um, that consists of fenugreek, cumin, coriander, um, a little bit of cayenne, paprika, those sorts of things. Look it up online and you can make it, or I'm sure you can find it in the stores. But what you're going to do is you're going to... Um, Cut one medium yellow onion, uh, julienne style. So that means you're going to cut the tips off, cut it in half, and then you're going to shave that onion um, on the width side. So where it's wide. So you'll chop it down nice and you'll get these like little half moon shapes from them. You're going to sweat that down in about um, a quarter cup of olive oil and get that rolling. Add in about a clove of garlic uh, sliced and make that nice and aromatic. Once it gets translucent, what you're going to do is you're going to drop, you know, maybe two or three tables or teaspoons of that bear bear spice in there and wake that spice up, get it nice and aromatic. Um, get two cans of San Marzano tomatoes. Uh, so that's about what? That's a 10 pound can, a number 10 can. Yep. Um, of San Marzano tomatoes. Uh, blend that up in a Roboku. Make sure that you get those those chunky tomatoes blended up real nice. And then you're going to pour that in and you're going to just um, sweat that down and try and get that acid out of the tomato base and um, maybe add a little bit of water to thin it out. Um, and then once you get to a nice and good consistency, good flavor, add a little bit of salt to the taste, you know, what you're going to do is you're going to drop in... Um, just a little bit of okra. I would say maybe about two quarts, so four cups. No, that's a lot. I would say two cups of okra. And you're just gonna cook that down until the okra starts to get a little bit darker green and it's soft to the taste. Um, and then you're just gonna season that up with a little sherry vinegar. And you can add a lot of stuff at June Baby. We add um, hogma or pig stomach to it. And it's it makes a really nice stew. We serve it on lunch with uh, poached egg. It's delicious. I will be doing a uh, cheese stuffed deep fried whole okra. Ooh. Um, I 
have done this recipe with some other things, not necessarily okra, but it sounds delicious to me. Johnny was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, stuff that song, bitch, with pimento cheese. Stop it. Deep fried. And we're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna be hood about it. So you're going to get you a box of Jiffy cornbread mix. Ooh. And I believe, I think that takes milk and egg. Well, you can use water too, but whatever. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to grab your okra. You're going to grab your pimento cheese. You're going to slice Put a slit in the side of the okra and stuff it with pimento cheese. Do as many as, as you'd like. Um, and then you want to get either an electric deep fryer or you want to get a uh, cast iron maybe with uh, some canola oil filled up in it. You want to uh, heat it up in between uh, 350 to 375. Anything over, higher than that, I, I wouldn't really fuck with it. Anything lower than that, I wouldn't fuck with it either. So basically what you want to do is you want to get some flour. And to that flour, you want to add a little bit of smoked paprika, maybe two teaspoons. Uh, and then you want to get some ancho chili powder. And you want to put it in that flour too. You want to get some garlic powder, some salt and pepper. How much are you spending on that ancho? I don't. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can go to those little Mexican shops and get the small, no, yeah, tiny you can get, packets. Yeah, you don't about. need to get a big thing of ancho chilies and grind them up or anything. You can if you want to be super fancy, but we're also using Jiffy cornbread <laughs> mix. So we're not anything fancy. This is some football fat boy, you know appetizer bullshit. Um, so you want to mix that in with your flour. You want to grab maybe a half a cup or a cup of buttermilk. Uh, you want to grab a raw egg, put it in there, uh, mix it up, scramble it real quick. And then you're going to take your uh, okras that you put the cheese in. You are going to dip them into um, the buttermilk and then you're going to dip them into that flour with the seasoning in it. And then you're going to dip it in that egg. And then you're going to dredge it in that uh, Jiffy cornbread mix and then hold it by its, you know, leave the little stem on it. And then you want to slowly drop it down into your uh, oil and you want to leave it in there. If you're not deep frying it, um, then you want to flip it after about three, four minutes just until it's crispy golden brown. Um, and you just want to do, keep doing it over in a rotation. Get your little line. You got some kids. Have them help you out. Um, you got a wife. You know, have her do it all for you. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> you should be cooking for her and the children. Uh, and then you want to put it on a... Um, paper towel, drain off some of the oil and make sure you finish it with a little bit of uh, salt, uh, some fresh uh, sea salt or some Florida salt. Ooh, a little plastic salt. <laughs> a plastic salt. I want to thank uh, Studio 212 for allowing us to record here. I want to thank our producer Keith for not being here today. He didn't yell at me once over the microphone or call me uh, Guy Fieri's uh, long lost uh, nephew or something like that. I'd like to thank... Um, the Soundcasting Network for hosting our podcast. I'd like to thank all of our guests that have been on our show. I'd like to thank all of my listeners, my listeners, our listeners uh, on Grow How Long Steak, Mister, for continuing to support us, commenting on uh, our Instagram and our Facebook. And Johnny, what what are those? Um, our Instagram is at Grill How Long Steak Mister. Shout out Elmer Dula. Hit Elmer us up. Dula, hit us up. Um, our Facebook is Grill How Long Steak Mister Mr. And our twit twit is at how long steak mister. That's right. MR. Gmail is, um, or email is girl how long steak mister MR that's, at gmail.com. That's uh, MR. 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 Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, give us a shout out. Send us emails, like, share, repeat, you know, send us out to your friends. We're, we're getting mad love out in the streets these days. And we really appreciate uh, the support and the love that we are getting. Yeah, me and Johnny are, are approachable. Yeah. We're not, we're not, I mean, we I know I sound like an asshole and I actually had my boss call me a fucking asshole. The other day. Like, <laughs> You're a fucking asshole, but I love you. And I go, yeah, well in the kitchen, I have to be an asshole. I'm very assertive. I'm organized. Um, yeah. I keep yelling at people for touching my shit. Don't when touch. that's right. When I put something somewhere, I expect it to be there. There's only one of me. And when I reach for something, I expect it to be there. So when you grab my shit, I'm going to be a fucking asshole. Sorry I curse so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Bobby Stills. Uh, if got you, a lot of you guys don't know, people question me all the time. My name is not Bobby Stills. Uh, that's what I go by online. If you see me in the streets, you can call me Bobby. A lot of people are like, I don't know who the fuck that is. So my, I, I mostly go by Robbie. Robbie. Uh, if you want to see Johnny uh, on Instagram, you can uh, catch him at uh, Johnny Toonami. Uh, if you want to catch Keith, uh, he doesn't like to give out his social medias, but uh, his uh, website's going to be uh, www.soundcastingnetwork.com. There's tons of other shows, not just about food, but about artificial intelligence, uh, video games, sports, entrepreneurship, hip hop, DJs. It's got like three music podcasts. Mm -hmm. What else has he got on? Drinking. There? Oh, yeah, booze. You know uh, what I'm saying? You know, the work. A lot of he has stuff. like self help and stuff on there, too. Yeah, self help. How do you, if you need a job in the tech? industry all sorts of stuff going on so soundcasting network good job thanks for hosting us and uh we'll catch you guys next week peace grill how long steak mister five minutes out eat a dick bitch <laughs>